0: Hey guys, this is Blaine. And on this episode, Jonathan hates Marvel 1602. But what a surprise. It's a Marvel book. So,
1: What's up, everyone? Welcome to the All-Star Comics Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Cote. Joining me on the panel tonight is... Roger, May. Blaine Long John, Johnny Morales, and producing for us is Matt Lubick as always. If this is, the first Yo. <laughs> if this is your first time on the show or listening to the show, uh, we typically put out two podcasts a week, uh, one review, one preview. This is going to be the review side of things where we're going to run down a couple, or I should say not a couple, but three comics, one from DC, one from Marvel, and one from Image. We're going to review a graphic novel later and uh, do a lightning round as well. So why don't we go ahead and get started on everything? Did I miss something, Matt? You're pointing at something? Go. <laughs> no, I started the timer. Oh. <laughs> that just totally threw me <laughs> off. <coughs> All right, that was awesome. Uh, why don't we... Uh, let's, let's do Hellblazer first. Uh, we're going to review Hellblazer from DC... Uh, it is by Simon, is Simon Oliver? Oliver Simon Oliver Simon Oliver, Oliver. and Moritat. Does, Moritat does he even have a first name? I don't is that know. his first name? I think that's just like, like
2: his artist name. It's like the Phantom, man. He doesn't yeah, just, just like jock just that's what or it is. Like
1: All right. Um, you and I talked a little bit beforehand about yes. how excited we were for this book and we weren't let down.
0: No, I really love this book a lot. There I, was some cool cool It's kind of cool because the the headline of this is is Constantine and it's his book. But there's so many side characters that are from that dark part of the universe that are like playing pivotal roles in it. It's kind of like a switch of hands from Swamp Thing being the one that everybody appeared in to Hellblazer is back to where it needs to be as the book that can
3: kind of portray everybody. Yeah. I can't wait, man. It's so cool.
1: I, I thoroughly enjoyed it also
3: i was just excited to see swamp things show up in like uh you know the produce section that was so a pile great of a greenhouse <laughs> <was> man so he's <laughs> <great. laughs> well, initially the in the greenhouse
1: first, but in the flashback he's a melon
0: i think he's like yeah. hey constantine over here <laughs> we need to talk dude <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's great
2: i love that too what i uh what i really want to point out is the artist Moritat. i love 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 this art and the colorist just you know makes the art pop even more Oh man, I, I really enjoyed this book, and I typically don't uh, enjoy any supernatural books, but this was uh, this was a great read for me.
1: I I also really enjoy Moritat on this. I love his covers. His covers are really great. Um, it I don't want to use the term less detailed for the interiors cuz it's it's definitely still him and still has the same quality but something about the it's like a
0: smoky look yeah, or something i don't know how to explain it. that's a good
1: it. way of putting it it do, it's constantine smoking he's always kind of yeah, got that it, magic kind of smoke to it yeah it's it, the the book looks unique it fits felt, the tone it felt
0: right i mean from the from the orange panels the orange bubbles when swamp thing talks to mm. constantine using bad language constantly
1: <laughs> i mean it was awesome yeah
0: and having having the smokes the, you know, the tropes you know. were there but they weren't and yeah. the things that we wanted to be there that make
1: like he ha- Constantine has to be a jerk. Yes, he has right. to be a jerk, and he has to put everybody around him in danger for what we assume is always a good reason. It mm-hmm. sounds like, but we've enjoyed this book. Yeah, yeah. What it about does. you, Johnny? What? So,
2: so uh, I mean, I enjoyed it. So, why don't uh, one of you guys uh, go w- through the premise for this to maybe uh, for people that didn't read it? Uh, they can know what what went on in the book yeah
3: well um you know it starts off i think they're actually you know setting the stage for for a really good story to be told here because it starts off in 1914 prior to the assassination of franz ferdinand Mm -hmm. and presume you have presumably this angel that's trying to prevent it but one of his one of his brethren comes in and stops him Mm -hmm. and so and so that's kind of the you know the segue into the rest of the story it comes into the future with constantine and swamp thing going you know on uh about their business but then at the end of the story these these angels come back uh in the present day one comes back to meet up with uh with the other one mm-hmm. it's um adnan and More, marid, marid. I think uh, Those are
0: actual angel names too yeah. Oh, nice. In the Book of Angels. I'm not even kidding. Nice. I really do. I and
1: thought it said Madrid the first time I read it, and I was like, what? What? And then I realized yeah. I'm I'm so happy
0: on. that you brought that yeah. up, the World War One thing with Gavelo Prince uh, up trying to that, It's important. It's, it's so important because opening, the one
1: yeah, that opening page It's the sins of man. That is yeah. the yeah.
0: catalyst for the world that we live in today. That exact event. There would be no World right. War Two. There would be everything as we know it. Well, like exactly. he says, you know,
3: at the at, at the end of the book when the when the two angels are talking again, again, presuming that they're angels, you know, he says, No, this is, you know, we've we've ushered in a hundred years of you know bloodshed yeah. pain yeah you know, this horrific Warmonger, period man. and and you 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 definitely get the sense that one of these guys has has switched sides mm-hmm. and and so this is kind of you know you're 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 basically putting Constantine uh, presumably into the middle of this this epic uh, spiritual battle yeah. that's about and to be I waged I mean
1: the name alone of the the story arc is the poison truth it's awesome
0: you know, yeah, so that
1: kind perfect. of is giving you an idea of what's to come right there. One of the things that I wanted that I liked was there's two books this week that I I swear to you harken back or like were framed in um, rebirth, DC Universe Rebirth. The scene where he's talking to Swamp Thing and I believe is it the flashback was that the scene I think from so. Rebirth? I think so. So we finally are getting a couple of of little callbacks. Yeah, bro. callbacks to it. So uh, if cool you read Rebirth, there's that one frame. I, you know, that, that stood out to me also. I was like, okay, now we're starting to move forward. So, um, anything else before we do some star ratings? I love this book. Me too. <laughs> me too. All right. So then you st- go ahead, Blaine, since you love this so much, I'm going to
0: give it a four out of five.
1: Yeah.
0: I four out four out of five too. I, I think I'm
1: going to do the same four out of five.
2: Uh, I'm gonna uh, do three uh, out of five and that's just because supernatural things aren't my uh, you know aren't my jam but uh, they caught me with 1914 and Archduke Franz Ferdinand I was like yes I'm a history buff so that's my thing so three pretty good. Right on. Let's go ahead and we'll do Invincible number
1: 130 I believe, is that correct? Yes. Yeah, By Robert Kirkman and on this particular story arc it's Corey Walker who's the original series artist for the, I believe the first 11 issues. Mm-hmm. Is he really? Um yeah, way, he co-created this with with uh, Kirkman couldn't keep up on the deadlines because I believe at the time he was 15 if I'm not mistaken. He was Oh a my kid. god. He no. was literally a kid. What? Yeah, I'm not if if somebody, you know, fact-check me. No, sure.
3: no, that's okay. I like that. We'll, <laughs> we'll, if it's not true, we'll start the. Whole yeah, no, I, 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 over, if I'm yeah. not
1: mistaken, Corey Walker was a kid, and Kirkman liked his art and was like, "Let's write it. Let's do a superhero comic." And he kind of helped co create. Couldn't keep up with the deadlines, obviously, because it's a job. Yeah. And that's when they enlisted Ryan Otley. Yeah. I might be mistaken on his age, but sounds cool.
2: I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the art because man I love the art in this uh, issue I, I actually am way behind on Invincible I'm up to like issue 38 or something so uh, after he left after issue 11 I hated Ryan Otley's whoa uh, yeah. but that's no. when
1: I liked it that's even tough. more <laughs> yeah. that's when I liked it even more I was, was like, like no
2: bring back the other guy blasphemy <laughs> <laughs> no, no but you guys gotta understand now now I love Ryan Otley but going back to Corey Walker it just brings back so many memories from those first few issues and I love the art love the coloring love the story i'm completely lost but it is this, great
1: okay so that's that's actually a good point this is a tough series to just jump right on any issue with like you kirkman kirkman is if you read this series in large chunks and and matt can attest to this cuz he just did this you see what a genius plotter kirkman is and how well he he brings things back in that you think aren't done or Mm -hmm. where you know wondering it's it's plotted out so well so it's tough just to jump in on one issue and say this issue's so great and blah blah blah, if you haven't read anything because this is relatively a slow issue right there's a lot of setup in this one like Mm what what do you guys think
3: yeah i'm pretty much the same i mean well i mean i'm current on it so but but i do think that this is this is a tough one to come in the middle i mean you can because you really want to start at the beginning, yeah, start at of volume you're, one.
1: You're gonna you're gonna come in if you try to just pick up Invincible one hundred and thirty without knowing anything about this. You're gonna be like, this is a superhero comic. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> no, there's but, not well, for the last for the last lot of issues he hasn't been doing a lot of superheroing, and that's because Kirkman is playing against a lot of the superhero tropes.
3: No, because basically, yeah, in, in this issue you have Rex who is the president really of the, the world, president of the world, the big bad villain uh from from the last few story arcs that Uh, yeah he's a good guy and um you know mark has this he has this conversation with his dad to say hey you know you you can't trust this guy and his dad's like yeah no look he's doing good and that's most of the issue and then mark decides you know that he's gonna you know go off world with his wife and his daughter and and live their life that he's gonna eat and he says in the book he says i hate to say it but we need to go hide out yeah and that's you know and that's, that's
1: not Mark, and that's the that's what makes that decision so uh, tough. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. and it, I mean it's a well written issue, it's a beautiful issue, but coming into coming into read this issue for the, you know uh, from being cold, you would not understand why this is the best superhero comic in the universe. Yes,
1: mm-hmm. I would agree. Blaine, what did you think of this one?
0: I
3: liked it a lot. Yeah, with no context at all to what was going on, I kind of could piece together okay. what
0: was happening. So you're not current on the series, no. oh, okay? Not for a long okay, time. Okay, so
1: that's good. Then we can get like um, some I,
0: I I do enjoy it. I thought it was very well done, very well written. Kirkman. It seems like his specialty is doing dialogue yeah. between people, and, and and very very normal, just day to day what you and me would be saying to each other kind of dialogue. I agree. Yeah. I uh, I like the art, but for me, it was the the storytelling really shows. Yeah. You can see the web that he's woven in this, even in this issue. It, I mean, like you said, it's it's hard for people that haven't, like for me. That's a good point, because there are a
1: lot of things to make you want to go back. It's I, not like, yeah. nah, I don't like what's going no, on. I, I, I wanted there's to There's questions more. raised. No,
0: not not a negative review at all. I I, I loved it.
1: Awesome. Yeah, so, I mean, Invin- it, Invincible is one of my all-time favorite. I need favorite. to get caught up on yeah, Invincible. It's one of my all-time favorite superhero comics. Matt says... It's pretty much the same thing. Give me a thumbs dude, up. It starts
0: with a gun that saves people. Yeah. Right. That was really cool. Badass.
1: Yeah. That was, That's a good point. Called like Lifeline. Yeah. yeah. The <laughs> Lifeline with with the Brit of all people, which is another Kirkman character that he created way back when. I, I like it. So yeah, I really enjoyed it. You got something else, Johnny? Before you, you know, you start I, mean, reading?
2: I I want to say for forget The Walking Dead, forget Outcast, forget uh, you know Thief of Thieves. Invincible is Robert Kirkman's best work.
1: I. Because I love him a lot, it, it's tough for me. To, but, yeah, I I am a superhero guy, so I I am inclined to agree, agree with, with that statement. Yeah, so,
2: finally we agree.
1: So, yeah. So what's your star rating then? Uh, Four and a half out uh, of
0: five.
1: five. I'm going to say four because I'm looking forward to Otley coming back, and I'm looking forward to some action because we know it's coming.
0: It was a three and a half for me. It was really good. It was a good issue. Yeah.
3: I liked it. And i give it 4 stars. 4 stars? Yeah, and I and I'm just I, lastly, do is this where we need to start the the countdown? How many issues do we have left?
1: I th- uh, 133 is where the countdown starts. That's when Otley comes back and that's the last last story right, arc. So
3: that's where we'll start our countdown? Yeah.
1: I
0: believe 144 is the
1: last issue. Yeah. Yes, that yeah. is. It, and Otley's back at 133 and that's the beginning of the the last story so 14 arc of Invincible. Issues.
2: Yeah, get yeah. caught up now. This is an amazing book. Yeah, pick up volume 1. I I guarantee you will not regret that.
1: All right. Let's let's uh, let's go to a book that I didn't even get a chance to read this week. Uh, we're going to do... Hey,
2: no. You're not missing anything.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. It already starts. Uh, we're going to be reviewing uh, Steve Rogers, colon, Captain America, not Captain America, colon, Sam Wilson, because, you know, they can't make things not confusing over at Marvel. Uh, <laughs> it's a Civil War II tie-in, apparently. Uh, it's by Nick Spencer and... Pe- Is that as Pena. pin pina Thank you Johnny um, I <laughs> I got distracted by stranger things so unfortunately wow. I didn't get a chance to read this you know I kind of envy you for that
2: <laughs> yeah that, that sounds nice
1: um, so I failed I failed my duties as a host on this particular book so I'm gonna toss it to you guys you guys have to inform me what was going on so let's start with you Roger because you you said some funny things already about it.
3: Yeah, well, you know, I mean, on the whole, this this book was was okay. Um, you know, the, the the writing is decent, the the art is decent. Uh, you know, neither neither blew me away. But the biggest thing, the biggest thing for for all of you guys out there, I mean, the, the, it really upset me with this issue that Marvel tagged this as a, a Civil War Two tie-in. There are two panels in this book that mention you know the civil war too, and i don't think you know marvel put a 4.99 price tag on this book Jeez, and then you got two panels one know. of them with people just standing around and steve going oh they're going to be too busy fighting amongst themselves and then the next panel was just a flashback of thanos fighting with uh, carol and the guardians and that's that's a civil war tie-in and absolutely has nothing but to make matters worse on the cover they put steve getting in between carol and iron man you know, yeah. saying, oh, you know, Steve's going to be right yeah, in the middle of it. And not, it has absolutely nothing to do with Civil War Two. No. And,
1: and I was just about to say, not to make this a hate fest, but isn't this typical lately of a lot of Marvel's events and tie-ins? Because to me, it, it just, I, I kind of expected this. Like, every yeah. time there's a tie-in build as something, it's usually a throwaway issue. You don't really need to, to pick it up. Yeah. Because it's uh, not going to pertain to the main story
3: right well it's you know it's it's just a cash grab i mean that's that's all it is they know that there's going to be a percentage of the public out there that's gonna because it's a civil war ii tie-in whether they're knee it or not they want to get them all and they want to read it so that they can get the complete story um and so just to
1: to, to clarify carol and tony are not in this issue
3: Oh well, I mean, since they write, since he's, you see them, from I think ne- like on a neither one neither one has uh, has anything to say. So nope, that's false no. advertising. <laughs> awesome.
0: It's, well,
3: go
1: ahead, Blaine. You haven't said anything yet. You got a look um, on your
3: face. I, this was a bad comic <laughs> because well, you you didn't like Red Ghost getting a massage from one of his gorillas.
0: I don't care how many <laughs> pop culture. Super yeah, Coachella, that was 12, 2012 <coughs> references. Oh Nick Spencer can drop. Yeah. He won't make me like Hydra Cap. It <laughs> won't happen. This is. Is he
1: still Hydra Cap in this? This
0: is. Yeah. Is he still very very that? shaky, spotty stuff? It's dialogue in rooms. It's it's nothing's happening. There, there's him beating up some gorillas. Yeah. Wow. It's okay. bad comics, man. Yeah. I, I, he, I, he. It. It's not for me.
2: Yeah, I believe you guys mentioned. Um, I believe it was you, Jonathan, mentioned last week that Nick Spencer kills it on his, uh, you know, creator own stuff. I
1: really enjoy Morning Glories. Everything else yes. I've ever read by him, I've hated. Okay. I've absolutely hated.
2: Okay, I love his comedy stuff, like uh, Ant Man and um, Superior I, Foes of Spider Man. And I know you may not like it. I, I also love Bedlam, but this reading this basically the story is a uh, Cap is secretly a Hydra agent or uh, brainwashed to think that he was, and it's just not cap i mean we talked about uh, a few weeks ago about uh, marvel messing up uh, carol danvers that's not how she acts and this is not captain america this is not captain america for anybody and no. to top it all off the costume's just dumb where the hell are the wings oh <laughs> god i i mean i love captain america it's one of my favorite uh, superheroes of of all time and and reading this just made me angry it just made me want to not ever read anything you know from Captain America from Nick Spencer ever again it, it's just it was really disappointing the last
1: good Captain America story I read before I jumped ship from Marvel was I believe Remender had a short run with John Romita Jr Dimension yeah, Z I, I don't like yeah, that Dimension Z. Z I really enjoyed that one because that was a great run because I liked the way I liked the voice that Remender gave yeah. Cap mm-hmm. just this dude who against all odds was gonna was gonna come through
0: what is the, po- the point of this comic though
1: what
0: what what do we me.
3: The, it, okay. it's, the point of this comic yeah. itself, individually, besides to, to sell books, mm-hmm. is, to, is to plant doubt in your mind as to whether or not Cap is really a Hydra agent. Is he working for the forces of good or the forces of evil? I'm not doing five bucks for that. I mean, nope, no, no,
2: no. But, but it was revealed in the second issue that he was brainwashed. You, no, you, but I mean, you, 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 have you do
3: know that, but, but, but it still has to play He's out. He's smashing you know? skulls with a shield that's saying not, pretty, that's not pretty right. much
0: in, in the name of Hydra. Yeah. This is Captain America.
3: Yeah, it, it,
1: the best of the best. Huh? And, yeah. Any, okay, so I think I know where this is going to go. Let's let's do some star rings Unless somebody's got something else to add,
2: uh, it it just really makes me shake with <laughs> anger. I love Marvel, and you know I I really love a lot of Marvel's things, and this just ugh. I, I just don't want to look at it. No.
1: What uh, let let's start with you, Roger. What's your rating this time? Two stars. Blaine. One. Dang, Johnny. Zero. Dang, that's a One. harsh review. Wait, how do you rate something zero stars? <laughs> I mean, no, okay, the, okay,
0: zero okay. is nothing. That
1: anchor or the colorist isn't worth a star? The writing's that bad. Uh, okay, I, I don't mean, know. Well, I can yeah, the, write,
3: the writing's actually not that bad. I mean, the pacing and stuff, But but the thing is, the concept okay what they're doing with it and and also tagging it as a civil war too that's why i give it a two stars look it's nick spencer is a capable writer yes you know right and in. and the art is is decent but at the end i mean you you at the end of reading this book and i'm certain the series on the whole you feel empty it's like this is not Mm-mm. this is you know, it's a bad I, comic, man. It's, it's it's kind of an abomination. But I
2: still, you know, I give it two stars despite, you know. F- fine. I, I guess to, to give it a grade yeah, you for, know. you know, at least the work put into it, <laughs> I would give it yeah. a one. That's what I'm saying,
1: because you know, every comic issue you
3: read goes has five people going yeah. into it. Maybe the writer might not be doing his job, but
1: there's That's four other people that hey, are.
3: Let me, let me tell you. Okay, uh, let me put it to you this way, Johnny. Because, okay, well, the way I always look at it, five stars is like the best story and art that you could imagine. Okay. You know, like, it, that it would it would be on your shelf of all time greats. Zero means that you can't imagine anything worse than this. And there are I've comics. I've got, comics I've got a couple comics. Yeah. John, oh. Jonathan and Blank there can are attest to this. A couple of comics Whoa. that are just, I mean, trash.
0: Yeah. It, this uh, is bad. It, it's it's horrendous. horrendous. You can yeah. read this and understand
2: what's happening. Right. Anyway, from from a um, you know from a a creating creative perspective, I I can give it you know a, a two or whatever, but uh, I say you stick with your bones, stick, right? with, no, no, stick with your one. No, no, I'm talking about creative, one, but overall as a comic. This that is, This is a one, especially <laughs> if the artist doesn't draw the darn wings on it. <laughs> Blaine's like, uh, I need that. I need that zero to make it average out to a
3: one, <laughs> <laughs> which is probably about where i right, right,
1: right. So before we get to our lightning rounds, we have some exciting news for you guys. Uh, we can't thank you enough for all of the support that you guys have given us through social media, through sharing, rating, and reviewing and all that. But there's a lot of things that we want to do that we can't do yet, not without your help. So we're launching a crowdfunding campaign at patreon.com slash allstarcomicspodcast where you can pick up all kinds of cool perks and prizes in exchange for your support. Things like free comics, mystery merch boxes, and you can even be a guest panelist on this show. So head over to patreon.com slash allstarcomicspodcast and check out all the cool things that you can pick up today. Let's, uh, we want to do some lightning rounds? We have a special lightning round planned for you guys tonight. Um, Johnny's going to go first and then, and then we've got something planned after that. So, What are you going to promote, Johnny?
3: Got a Uh,
2: minute? Yep. Uh, Let's see. I'm going to promote uh, Miss Marvel by um, uh, G. Willow Wilson and Adrian Alfaña. I mean, I mentioned before that I love Marvel, and this is as Marvel as it gets. Miss Marvel stars Kamala Khan, a uh, Muslim teen who has the powers to basically uh, shape shift and you know make herself bigger. It it it's basically a little uh, uh like a drama, but it also has the superhero quirks. And I just think that if you're if you're looking for a comic for basically anybody, just give them Miss Marvel and I'm pretty sure they will, you know, not dislike it. They they will at least like it. I love this book. It's one of my favorite books and I think everybody should pick it up. Are you ready?
1: Alright, okay, so let me good job on being succinct. I'm gonna set this 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 next sequence of lightning rounds up. No, we're gonna go a minute each. Okay. So just to make sure you ding us so that we don't cut into anybody else's time. Ready? Well, let me, wait wait, 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 let me give some setup, some backstory to this. So as long as I've known Blaine, we have had like almost like a one mind when it comes to like our opinions on a lot of comics, characters, stories, endings and such. And this past week, I think was one of the first times we've ever, ever diverged on the ending of a story. And that came in Batman number five. Um, I got a late night text as I as I usually do from Blaine saying, dude, what did you think of that ending? And I was like, King lost me. And from there was a subsequent, you know, interesting conversation. So what we're going to do is Blaine's going to take a minute and tell talk about everything that he liked. And I agree with all of his points. This isn't like, you know, anybody being right or wrong. This is just our opinion. So I, and I agree with what, what he's going to say. Um, I'm going to talk about what I didn't like. And since Roger was kind of neutral between this story, yeah, I'm he's going gonna, gonna to be
3: Switzerland.
1: <laughs> he's going to be Switzerland and, and go after us and hopefully make it sound coherent and maybe pique your interest enough to pick up. This issue. I'm really excited to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, without further ado, Blaine, you're on a
0: minute. One of the better Batman story arcs that's been uh, presented in quite a long time. This uh, really is a representative kind of stretch of Batman from day one to today, to actually the death of Batman. But we haven't seen it yet, but it's mentioned in this issue, actually. Um, symbolically um, it's right it's symbolically yeah. th- from the villain hugo strange hugo strange being the first villain that batman ever really has concurrently come back as a villain before the joker before catman we're talking 1940 guys this story on the whole and this issue in particular represented what batman is and what gotham is as a whole i mean i mean there's there's no there's no thing They can can halter a city and the spirit of what a city is. And I think not even the Justice League, not Superman, not Batman, no one can come between that. And, uh, yeah.
1: Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of like Blaine. One of the things I love is he gets a lot of the philosophical and the sy- symbolic elements to a story down. I tend to kind of be on the other side of things, where I go very pragmatic, uh, um, very uh, systematic in, in in terms of like what I like in my stories. I agree with you on a lot of the symbolism and a lot of things. I my issue and what m- made me almost kind of not. Like King, <laughs> as a writer, was his execution of how he ended this story. Um, there is a there's a character named Gotham who is very powerful. Um, him and his sister, Gotham and Gotham Girl, they come to Gotham and they have Superman-like powers. We find out in issue two that they kind of hmm. bought them, and hmm. it, they make you think it was a, 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 an accident kind of thing. But they they obviously were they were we know that they were rich kids and they they purchased their powers um, to show how powerful out of nowhere like that. Gotham could be because he gets his, his mind warped they bring in the Justice League and he essentially destroys the entire Justice League in one panel each and I, I thought that was a hamstrung kind of ham-fisted way okay, of doing you're it you're
3: done <laughs> yeah. okay yeah I mean Jonathan said to me right off the bat that you know after we talked about this because I talked to Blaine and Jonathan and Jonathan said no they just uh, you know the, the Justice League just went toe-to-toe with Darkseid you can't have one dude come in and take them all down and he was livid okay <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I get true. that and, and like Jonathan, I agree with Blaine on the symbolism of this through the first five issues of this story. You know, really talking about the essence of Gotham and what Batman means to the city and what it means to, you know, fail that city and, and, and fail these kids. I get all of that. The one thing that bothered me, and this is a bit of a spoiler. If you don't want to know, then, then mute it or cover your ears. The reason that initially you kind of get the, the feeling that these guys got their powers because they were wealthy and they went out and they bought them, okay? In this issue, you find out that their powers are uh, related to their life essence and they can use more to become God-level. And I thought that was a bit of a bait and switch. It became more of a supernatural thing than, you know, money technical.
1: And there you have it. So I, I hope that that was succinct enough to kind of make people want to check out that story and see.
2: To be continued. Um,
1: yeah. Maybe we have to continue this in the next lightning round. So,
2: so it seems like you guys have to make up your own mind about <laughs> it, what you think about it's it. It's very. Read it the is book. A very,
1: yeah. It's very subjective. Read the
2: book. So.
1: All right. Cool. So uh, I guess since we got that out of the way, we're going to go ahead and, and transfer into Marvel 1602, which is going to be the graphic novel that we're reviewing this week. Fairly. Fa- Right. as fairly as i can
3: mm-hmm. um you know I, you you defile you mentioned last time that that you and blaine had never you know disagreed is it, and yeah now this you're is gonna the week. defile you're gonna defile <laughs> that notion not once but twice in one week this that's pretty so awesome sad
1: <laughs> um, I, once again i i will preface my review on on marvel 1602 by saying um once again I kind of got distracted by stranger things and I didn't do my job. You can't blame <laughs> to, me for that. <laughs> to, to 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 review this so I was cramming this novel. And so a lot of I think my misgivings about it are through the lens of trying to cram homework. So I will I will admit this might not be entirely fair on my end. Okay? So I'm I'm willing to admit that. So before it it starts off with me just being ticked off about a graphic novel. Let's let's Talk positive first because you guys really like this.
3: Yeah, well, let's let's uh, Johnny. You want to give a, uh, a kind of overview of what the book entails without without any major spoilers?
2: Yeah, yeah, of course. So uh, Marvel 1602. Uh, it's basically well, as you can guess, it's, it's set in 1602, and the Marvel universe, the super powered beings are just appearing. You can uh, you have uh, Matt Murdock and you know the the Stephen Strange Analog and and Nick Fury and even even Peter Parker, and it, it's basically this exciting tale of. Uh, a uh, very old you know uh, America and England uh, dealing with uh, real-world things that we've dealt back then in the past but also adding um, you know the mysticism of uh, Stephen Strange and Wanda Mox Wanda Wanda Maximoff and and you, uh, you know all the superhero uh, things and you know it, it, it's it's kind of like
3: what if well something happens something happens in this story to make the Marvel Universe spawn 400 years prematurely, mm-hmm. and so all of these characters—you have all, you know, all these different Marvel characters—from from Black Widow to to Fury, Mag- Magneto, Nick Fury, Strange, um, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> Charles Xavier.
1: <laughs> Carlos Javier. Yeah, right.
0: that was great. He's <laughs> a, excuse a, my he's Spanish. Spanish? Oh. Yeah. Spain. Yeah. Yeah, the setup though is, is really cool. You start out with the queen of the queen, the first queen of England, Queen Elizabeth, yes. and Nick Fury talking in a dark room mm-hmm. about something that's coming from the holy city of Jerusalem. Some something that could change the tide of everything.
1: Real quick, I right. forgot the relic. Um, yeah. This is by Neil Gaiman and Andy Kubert. Yeah. 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 So.
2: Um, and peter eisenhoff and
1: peter eisenhoff okay i just for, i forgot um, to to say their names as we started this because so we th- there's some pedigree on this book yes uh, okay. richard eisenhoff
0: is it richard eisenhoff. yeah okay richard excuse me
1: yeah so S- sorry this is gonna... a book with some pedigree okay so go ahead and continue i just yeah
0: what was i saying I don't, I don't
3: remember. <laughs> uh I the, don't the thing coming from, oh, from the holy city
0: yeah they're they're talking about this item that is coming from jerusalem that has the power to change the fate of Europe. And in their favor, there's different powers that get described that are vying for this object. You've got doom in Latveria. You've got, what is it, uh, Richard in uh, Ireland? Or no, what is it?
1: James James from Scotland.
0: James from Scotland Scotland is coming. Uh, uh, He's
1: coming to seize the crown Elizabeth dies.
0: Whether whatever happens or or whatever. You've got all these different powers. You've got the Spanish Inquisition. Mm. You've got all these different things that are vying for this object and and it's cool man it's such a cool book yeah, and you throw
3: in you throw in virginia dare and yeah. you know from the from the lost colony and
0: her mysterious know, roanoke yeah the lost colony of virginia roanoke and her her indian sidekick rochas yeah that is a like a cool Alpino, looking know, yeah. yeah awesome looking that's <laughs> great the story it, this is one of those books guys that you have to read this this guy is a master storyteller yes. and he knows how to set it up it was a page turner i was up until I want to say two in the morning reading this book. I just could not stop.
3: Yeah, and I think in in, in Jonathan's defense, I told you before we started <laughs> that you know this is this is a story that you do not want to try and cram because you're you're actually creating a conflict oh, within know. yourself because it's a story that needs to be savored. One of my one of my favorite things about this, and I didn't realize it until I was reading the afterward uh, by Neil Gaiman, was that Andy Kubert, the, uh, you know, did the pencils for for this book and he did tight pencils on it. This book wasn't inked. It was penciled and then set straight to Isenov uh, to and be I will, colored. I will
1: say it looks great. It, it every page kind of looks like almost like a canvas painting. Looks like it's
0: been
3: pressed.
1: Yeah, it's it's a very interesting looking book. So I I can agree that it, it definitely is great in that. regard. Yeah, but
3: there and there's there's a lot of dialogue and a lot of text, and it's something that you really really need to take your time with mm-hmm. and so trying to rush it yeah you are no. you are gonna be frustrating this yourself. is a labor of love man. yeah
1: and that was my issue uh at one point, I was just cursing Neil Gaiman like for being so <laughs> wordy. I, I just was like, "Get to the point, man!" Like, I, you can say this in oh, half the words. I,
0: I think that that's part of the the burn, though. Is he it, get he gets to the point by getting to the points within the points? There's I, so much, man. There, it, it, especially as like a Marvel fan, I'm, I'm I'm sure Johnny caught a lot of it. Roger, I know. There's so many callbacks. If you're an X Men fan, this book's for you. If you're an anything Marvel fan, this book is for you. I,
2: Go ahead, Johnny. Uh, if if you book. like history, this book is for you. I've I, I mentioned yeah. before, I Dude, love history. I
1: love history, and I could not wait to Read. be done <laughs> with
2: this book. I, well, I think you should just maybe reread it in like... <laughs> take your time. Yeah, take, take your time, time. Yeah.
0: maybe an issue a week but, or but something you know, like that. Maybe not, though. It's just not for you. That's or okay, maybe it's not for you. I mean, yeah. it doesn't have sure. to be your book.
1: Let me let me say some positives uh, about, about this, because I don't want th- everybody to think I just uh, absolutely just out and out hated it. I, I loved a lot of the representation of the characters, I loved Matt Murdoch in this. Mm-hmm. The, balladeer. Um, the blind balladeer from Ireland. You mm-hmm. know, um, I catching thought that was diamonds in the dark. Yeah, catching diamonds in the dark. That was that was. There's some great things out of that. I loved Magneto as the head of the Spanish Inquisition. Right, the, the that Grand was The
0: Grand Inquisitor. The Grand
1: Inquisitor. You know, so there there were a lot of elements that I liked. My problem is at points of this, and this once again, I am through the lens of trying to cram this book because I didn't pace myself earlier in the week on it. Um, There were parts of it that just felt like it dragged on. Like the whole, there was a whole climactic, somewhat climactic thing where the heroes and everybody battled Doom at Castle Doom, correct? Mm -hmm. Or Doomstad, I believe is what it was called playing you're the one with the memory on this uh, stuff. It doesn't it
0: doesn't say Doomstop in Does it? No, I, I don't, it, it did. just says La I think I'm pretty I'm almost positive. Okay.
1: Well either way. It uh, represents
0: uh, Germany though. Yeah. I mean it's it's what, that
1: Doom's base, yes. his castle. Um, and you know, they all fight and, and whatnot and the the outcome of that I'm like, okay, this is a good place to end this book. And it goes on for another two and a half chapters. <laughs> and I just kept turning pages like, where is this going? So that was my biggest thing is I wanted it I wanted to I wanted to get through it for the sake of getting through it for the review. I didn't feel grabbed enough by that point, which is a, a high point of the book, to be like, Yeah, what else are you gonna throw at me, Neil? I was just like I just wanted to. Can I ask you stop. a question? Go ahead, yeah.
0: Where did the book go, those last two chapters? Uh, from what you told me. No, from what you did from, you did you get to read those last I, two chapters? I
1: did not. I did not finish it. <laughs> I thumbed
0: through it. Those but are the best two chapters in the book. I would, it's amazing.
1: I would hope to God for, to a, make up ah. for everything else that I had to suffer through. Dude, I have
0: quotes on here. There's not enough, and not enough time in this podcast. Dude, with go just, ahead. With just no, not I, I can't do it justice. There's so much stuff that said. Some of the stuff that Reed talks about.
1: Well, go, go it's, ahead and it's, share a couple it's
3: just of them, dude. So let me, well, Blaine, let me ask you, you. Was there, was there a moment in the book that you have that was your favorite moment? Yes. above all else. Oh, as go an ahead, as an X Men fan.
0: Ray, uh, Mr. Ahead. Gray is uh, making the boat
3: fly with his mind, with the help of uh, Carlos Javier. Oh, well, go ahead, go ahead and give the backstory there, because I think it's it's pretty much known ahead of time that you have Jean Gray mm-hmm. in the book, mm-hmm. but in in the story, she's introduced as Master John Gray. Yes,
0: and Warren Worthington actually is. It's actually Warner. He's, yeah, he's Warner.
3: Warner is uh
0: is you know fascinated. And, uh, and Scott gets Scotty gets upset. Scottius. He says, "You know, quit, quit playing. Scotties so you're just, playing coy. Yeah. You're being so dumb. <laughs> it's a girl, and he's I, I didn't know that. And and he reveals. He's like, and even if I didn't, it, I was in love with that boy. And there's lines and things that happen, and that proceeds, You know." Uh, Gray Jean just completely burning out. She can't do it anymore, and she erupts into a phoenix as they give her like a Viking funeral. They light her on fire, and she explodes into this
2: massive phoenix. It was beautiful. That man. was a beautiful oh, moment. This book was is amazing.
3: Beautiful, Johnny. How about you? Do you have a favorite moment?
2: Uh I love the part where uh, Magneto is. What? Where, where was he? Like in a Spain. cave? He's in
3: Spain.
1: When the assassins.
2: was am Daniel. Daniel. Very, very early. Very very, on very early. When, he's and Dom like. Daniel. Uh, uh, the, basically, the assassin's like, oh, I'm going to have to kill you. And then is like, oh, that's a shame. I didn't know that was Magneto. And then he's like, oh, this is the finest steel. And he's like, oh, that's an even bigger shame it, that it's made of steel. And I was like, oh, my God. And the the okay, knife just yeah. uh, rises the, the, the up. And just, that's the
1: reveal. That's the reveal.
2: That was so him, amazing. Yeah, I was like, around. yes, this book is amazing. It's a great moment. Oh.
3: For me, mine was, you know, I read this story uh, 10 or 11 years ago, and there was so much that I had forgotten about it. Um, and so rereading it again was was such a real treat for me. Um, but uh, one of the this things... This is that, one
1: of the few books you actually own.
3: Yes. Correct? True. Yeah. So yep. that's,
1: how, that's how much you love it.
3: I know. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, <laughs> yeah, well put. Um, for me, it was at the very end of the story. And this isn't too big of a spoiler. The one thing I want, I want you guys to understand is that this... This book, Marvel 1602, isn't just kind of an Elseworlds book. It actually fits in continuity mm-hmm. because something, you know, something causes the Marvel Universe to spawn 400 years early, and they basically have to rectify that. And one of the characters that comes in throughout the book, understandably, is the Watcher, and he's watching what go- what goes on, and he actually uh, betrays his oath a little bit mm-hmm. to help Doctor Strange right the wrongs. But at the end of the book, what they do is you have they uh, you know they kind of restore the Marvel universe the way the way that it should be, but they end they end up being left with this pocket universe that was the 1602 timeline, mm-hmm. and the Watcher you know takes it and puts it inside in, of his inside soul. of his soul, yeah, so it's, that it's he could he could watch over it, and it actually it actually lends itself to telling other stories, which there are. There's a 1602. Fantastic oh, right. Four, New uh, New World, Fantastic Four, and then a new, uh, 1602 Spider-Man. Uh,
1: uh, no,
3: that's 1602
1: uh, uh, in, in Secret. Wars well, there's a
3: 1602 right? Angela Witch Hunter mm-hmm. that they they kind of you know did a nod to that, and that was actually a pretty good book too. But that's set within the Secret Wars universe. But when the Watcher, you know, that last scene with the Watcher when he takes that and he's talking about you know.
0: Well, doesn't the, the, the watcher that seems to be like it's a little bit higher on the totem pole than yeah. g- gives him as a gift, he tells right. him, you get to keep this. Yes. This is a special piece because, the, man. Yeah. Anyway.
3: it's Yeah, it, it's a token of, a, of appreciation. This is an event-level
0: book that Marvel... This is how event-level books should be done.
3: Right? All right, so let's go ahead with the star reviews, yeah. Jonathan. Go ahead.
1: I, okay, look. I, I, I'll I give it a three, okay? Because I, I get it. It's got pedigree. It's... It, I get it, something special. I will have to come back to it later to finish it when I'm not
3: rushed. And see whether or not that goes up or down?
2: Yeah, and see whether or not it goes up or down. Maybe when you finish Stranger Things. That's tonight. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That is tonight. Sick burn. Yeah. All right, um, well, yesterday was my first time reading this book, like around 1 a.m. So, you know, I I was deeply enthralled by the the story. And I have to say, it's like on my, Top five Marvel books of all time. I simply love this story. I, I gave it a five out of five. Five stars for me, too. Same five.
1: Wow, I'm that guy this time. <laughs> awesome. All right. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Well,
2: uh, I think that's, that's news? it. News. We, oh, uh, does anybody have any good news points this week? Marvel 1602 is really good. That news. You got anything to
0: promote, hey. Matt? i i did not i forgot about anything we'll we'll do
1: news on the next episode yeah let's do some news next next time bye guys so um well real quick as always if you guys want to um post a question you can go to uh horizon comics facebook page there's a question there um you can like horizon comics on facebook and and kind of keep track of everything going on there you can follow at horizon comics on twitter and on instagram uh, to keep up to date on new releases and, and restocks and things like that. Uh, I guess we'll, we'll we'll send it off to you guys. thank you for listening. We appreciate all of your uh, ratings, reviews, shares, things like that. We didn't have any shout outs for this particular episode but guys thank you so much for all of the any type of social media or supporting this podcast. we, we love you guys for that. so without uh, delaying this any longer, we will see you guys in a couple days on Sunday's preview episode. take care.